0: Self-Care Game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the Suicide Crisis Hotline. you it's your girl, sent from Devin, also known as, hmm, I don't know, I don't know, friend, <laughs> I can't think who I am. You got a whole
1: week to think. <laughs>
0: and I be thinking of people during the week, but then I always forget. Um, you tell me who you are.
1: Okay, hey y'all, it's your girl Des, also known as Desi Cakes, a.k.a. Uh, Shanti at 40.
2: Ah, mm. oh, damn, okay. you be prepared, that's a, friend. That's a, that's a good one. Hmm.
0: <laughs> I just don't be prepared like that. Like, I really don't. I was just telling Daryl, and I said this on my story this week, um, I was like, see, I'm an overachiever, but I just, I'm just not detail-oriented. I be doing shit last minute. Hmm. I don't know, friend. I still don't got nobody. <laughs> I am Corey Gamble. Do you know who that is? No. Chris Jenner's husband, and he recently uh, went he really off be saying, yeah. on because, And she needed to hear <laughs> that shit, okay? But anyways, yeah. Welcome to Self Care Gang. Today's episode is sponsored by Hello Studios. So today we're actually in the studio. Desiree is virtual. Um, she went to go home. So yeah, that's what's going on today. And we do have a guest, my motherfucking friend. <laughs>
3: <laughs> way back, way back,
0: <laughs> way back. My friend Daryl. We've been friends for over. Do you think it's, it's over twenty years? No. Or like 15?
2: Probably 15. Yeah, 15. close.
0: You know, I like to exaggerate.
2: Texas, I knew <laughs> of you damn near 20, though. Yeah. Because Lulu. hmm And then we
0: <laughs> almost went to um, Sadie, Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, this nigga could not go to Sadie Hawkins because he got into it with one of his teachers.
2: I used to have a bad attitude, so. <laughs> yeah. So, Daryl. Really? My mother- yeah. Yeah.
0: Bad. You can't tell how the way he was lighting me up before we started recording. <laughs> Like, damn.
1: No, he just yeah, always seemed very friend. nice to me. He is Appreciate nice, that, but he's I one am. of
0: the few friends where I'm like, well, he'd be lighting me up. I'd be like, okay, friend. Okay, you right.
2: Damn. Anybody else <laughs> definitely gonna pop back.
0: Okay. So, Daryl is my motherfucking friend. So, friend, tell the, tell the audience
2: about Wyoming. yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I look, you want to do the little introduction that y'all did. So, you know. Daryl Warwick, also known as DW06, also known as that nigga. Period. Who's going through a lot of shit.
0: Aw, <laughs> oh, damn. But, you know, we all hey, are. Hey, the
2: build up to the drop off. <laughs> okay, Just, had to, Just <laughs> had to be real. Just had to be real. But, yeah, a little bit about myself. I, I've known, like Devin said, known her for a long-ass time. Uh, Desi, we met. Actually, at Devin's crib, uh, <laughs> and we was cool. We popped off, like, instantly, you know. We were pregaming. We took yeah, some shots. Would've, you would a few shots. We had, had was a good-ass night.
3: I'm going to let you know,
0: we turned to.
2: We did. Uh, but, yeah, so, Devin, I've been seeing y'all do y'all's thing with the podcast, and we talked about it even when it was a thought. And I was like, you know, hey, one of these days you're going to have to bring me on. We can talk about some stuff. And she hit me up. I was like, hey, you think you're ready? Shit, why not? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and so too? we here, <laughs> we here, we
1: here. So, tell our first male little,
2: guest,
0: right? Let's talk about your um, background a little bit, like your career. Uh,
2: all right, so I started off. Uh, I used to work at TCU, um, and I did like mentorship stuff. Uh, that's what I did. That's what I loved. I still got a couple connections with the students that I knew then. They're not even students to me. They legit like my people. Uh, then I was like, "Hey, I'm done with TCU. TCU was a little, uh, it was a little white. It was a little too white. You
1: you sure you want to name these institutions? Yeah. Like you want to say the name for the
2: company? <laughs>
0: no, yeah, let's name them.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey. If it ain't
0: directed, they ain't respected. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right, well, hey, that's what we doing then. So, yeah, I was there, um, and it, I just didn't like it um it, it was a little bit taxing after I a i mean while. what they
0: gonna do
3: beat your ass
2: oh <laughs> uh, devin want to talk see <laughs> <laughs> um, so. y'all this is what i be talking about when i say devin is about that life this is
1: why i be having to check her when no she be filter. like talking about she gonna beat somebody's ass because she really will
0: but when i say i'm gonna beat somebody's ass it's like not literally
2: if he gets there, <laughs> <laughs> he for sure will. But she really just mean light you up. I'm a. And yeah. We can talk about it. But yeah,
0: that's what mean. Uh, but I will if I have to.
2: Dizzy body. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Uh, let me try this corporate stuff. And so that's when I went to, uh, American Airlines, and that was dope. Like that was that was some stuff I had never did. That was some money I ain't never made. That was just. Hey, I was, (laughs) I was lit. (laughs)
3: Lit. Okay, man. Uh,
2: So, yeah, I did that for a little bit. Uh, And then October-ish, I was like, ah, I feel like it's something more. I went through that conversation for, like, a long time. Like, I feel like it's something more. December, I feel like it's a little bit more I can do. January, I really came to the table and was like, hey, um, there's more I feel like I can do. Uh, This is what I want to do. They really ain't meet me on those, like, terms. So I was like, hey, well, I'm going to just bet on myself, and we're going to really see what this social media lifestyle is talking about. And I've been doing influencing uh, since then. And I hate to call it influencing because I feel like, you know, that ain't really got no subs- substance. So, you know, it I've been doing social media strategy.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, since you then. Wait,
1: so you don't have a full-time job?
2: No, I ain't had a full-time job since January 31st, 2020.
1: hmm Wow. I didn't know
2: that. Yeah. That's dope. A lot of a lot of it folks is. don't. That's why I said that nigga who is going through a lot of shit. <laughs> but you doing? Yeah. It, doing yeah. it. Yeah, it's so. That's what I've been on. But it's it, it's definitely been dope because I bet on myself. Uh, but then it's those moments where it's like, damn, you really ain't had a job in majority of twenty twenty. <laughs> but you good though? I'm good. God that's, is coming that's through every single month. Faith over flesh. Hey, oh yeah. What's up, evangelist? Uh, talk to me <laughs> So
1: Since we're talking about you being a full time Influencer now, share some of the um, The major Campaigns that you've been a part of Oh yeah
3: <clears throat> <clears throat> <No.
1: laughs> Yeah,
2: go ahead really, Go ahead, clear uh, the throat <laughs> Really the biggest one's been uh, Fenty Skin uh, When that came through, I was I was, <laughs> I was Man, I still don't have the words for how I felt burr, about burr, that burr. I really was just like, how? I was re- like, I know y'all. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: I
0: was lit. I was like, I'm reposting. I was like, see you at the top, friend.
2: <laughs> Bring out the spark. <laughs> okay. No, but I, I really just thought like, dang, I'm on Rihanna's radar? Like, that's that's dope for, to even, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Fenty Skin, um, I've done some stuff with Reebok. majority of the stuff that I've done has been with skin, skin brands, though. Um, Lumen Skin. Um, I just did something with Revo. Uh, there's some sunglasses. Um, I, yeah, it's been something every month. Um, so yeah, God has been coming through. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's I. I would say the main two have been, um, Fenty Skin Reebok, and then I just did some dope stuff with uh this uh, body wash kit with the uh you saw uh, oh, Black yeah. Panther. Mm-hmm. You know I was lit off that because I legit cried when uh Chadwick died. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. that was that the was hit a little is tough. Hard. Yeah. So to be able to like represent that, that was dope.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for giving us background friends. Mm,
2: slight work, slight work. We got a lot to talk about. We do. <laughs> as far as
0: my week, it was chill. Um I actually been more productive this week. Like my therapist has been light and fire up under my ass. As far as like getting my private practice started and just like other th- goals that I have lined up. And she just been on me. So it's like the the self growth and the focus. And all that has been real. You're it's, really
2: about to pop off though. Like when you said one on oh, two sides of that. Uh, not even to cut you off, but I was like, how does she not know that she's really almost done with these hours? Like how you don't know that? But then it was, like, I don't keep uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, That price really about to go up. So what's that up? That price gonna really go up. Hey, yeah. next yeah. Sunday funday is on you. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know, friend, but yes, I don't, y'all. Like I said, I'm an overachiever, but I don't pay attention to the... I pay attention to the process, but I don't pay attention to what I have to do during the process. Yeah. So, I just thought it was, like, January, February for some reason. I just estimated. But, I actually, like, counted my hours. I've been past my hours. Like, I've been hit my hours. Um, But... As far as, like, the month, I didn't know it was November. So I was like, damn, your girl is here to be licensed before the end of the year. That's dope. And it's crazy. Yeah, you right. Like, how do I not know that? But now I'm like, shh, price going up, okay? Price is going (laughs) up. Price is going up. I'm so excited. Yeah, you should be. So, Desiree, how was your week?
1: Girl, so my week was good. Um... My birthday is on Monday, October 19th, um, and I'll, mm-hmm. it'll be my last year of 20-something. <laughs> Man, um, so I decided to, you know, since everything is pretty much closed and everybody's like cautious about traveling outside the country, although I wanted to go out of the country, I just decided to come home to Michigan and spend a birthday with my family. I literally have not spent a birthday with my because my family all lives out of state. Mm -hmm. I haven't spent a birthday with them since I think I was, like, 19. Oh, wow. So, it's, like, 10 years of uh, not spending a birthday. It might have been 20. I think maybe 20 was the last year that they lived here, and I had a birthday, but I'm not really sure. But it's just been a long time. That's good.
0: Wow, that's, that's like, know oh, That's sounds some different type of shit i don't know what
2: it is spending time with people that matter yeah i like that that's self-care, that's yeah. a part hey, of self-care. I, I like that you
0: yeah definitely you yeah. definitely do need that but next weekend we turn up so daryl this is the yes. Say, uh, look wanted, this is the
2: invitation she want to do the invitation online so I'm <laughs> to, I'm like, oh, y'all Debbie we're supposed to go out to eat
0: after this and daryl <laughs> swear i didn't tell him but anyways let's get into the media oh, segment wow, wow. <laughs>
1: I made that bitch
0: famous. I made that bitch famous. Okay, so let's get into the media segment. So, first things first, y'all go vote.
1: Please go vote. ASAP.
3: Yeah,
0: early voting in Texas. Yeah, like now. And I'm talking, I ain't even going to vote yet. But I'm (laughs) going to go vote this week, y'all. But early voting started October...
2: What day was
1: that? 13th in Texas? I wanted to say. Mm, I believe
2: so. Yeah, this week.
0: Yeah, it started this week. So Yeah, but a lot
1: of states have early voting going on right now. So whether you're in Texas or any other state, make sure you look to see when you can early vote because you do not want to be caught on election day in those long lines trying to get Mm -hmm. your vote heard. You might as well just go and get it out the way. You already know who you're going to vote for because it's not that hard of a decision to make. Yeah. Hopefully. You would think. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be straight
0: up, friend. If you voting for Trump, I don't know if I want you to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> she says <said she laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm
2: just. You're definitely not going to agree yeah. with a lot of the stuff that's said on here.
0: Yeah. You, so you agree. might as well just move
2: yeah. around.
1: Y'all want to know something crazy? so I flew up here to Michigan right and so I had got assigned a middle seat and I was like I don't want a middle seat but I didn't want to pay extra to move so I board the plane and I get to my aisle and there was this like older woman that was in the aisle and there was this um, white woman that was in the like window seat so I was like oh you know I'm sitting right there so the older lady was like well I don't mind like sitting in the middle if you want me to sit in the middle I was like oh that's fine y'all i sit down get settled and happen to look at the lady that had the window seat she had a trump 2020 mask on uh, <laughs> look at god because i don't like had i sat next to that lady it's been all types of trouble because i i would have just did stuff to get on her nerves but I, that lady saved her by switching me. me
0: this week something similar happened to me this week like i went to I went. I was somewhere in Deep Element. and you know how they have like the parking on the side, like by the meter. And I was parked at the meter, and I was in my car. You know, before you drive off, you like you be checking your phone, trying to find the song and all that. And that's what I was doing. And some Hispanic man came up to me and was they parked He was like parked behind me. He was like, "Hey, can we have your parking space?" And first I wasn't paying attention, and then I did a double look. This nigga had on a Blue Lives Matter mask. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, the petty in me was like, just sit here. And I was like, you know what? Protect your peace. And I just drove
2: off. I have a hard time yeah, seeing that, though. Like the Blue Lives Matter, the signs about law and order, yeah. like the Trumps. That I just feel like it's, I see that and I instantly judge you. I know I shouldn't be judging, but mm-hmm. like you saying that and you actually portraying it like publicly is just like, oh, you really don't, you don't give a fuck.
0: Then you Hispanic, yeah. That's what be confusing, like, Like, because laws, law and order, air quotations, was created by white men. It originally started out as slave patrol.
2: Yeah.
0: Like what? Okay, y'all. We not. We don't have to have a whole different episode (laughs) on this. Okay. So.
1: But the point is, go vote. Just get it out the way. Go early while the lines are. Even if you have to wait 20 minutes, that's still going to be a lot shorter than if you wait till election day to be in those lines, because that can be hours. So just go early vote, find the location closest to you. I literally went and it was so quick. I was going to like timestamp me getting out the car and then me getting back in the car. But it was so quick that I like forgot. Like it literally took me three minutes. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they got a drive through voting poll at American Airlines Center. So you don't have to get out the car.
3: Oh, and geez, also, nice. one
0: more other thing 16.95 million Texans have registered to vote this year. That is a 1.85 million jump from
2: 2016. Hey, Texans said we've had enough. We've had enough. Turn <laughs> Texas blue, hey, bitch. Okay. Hey, Texas Even has though had I'm enough. not like
0: into party shit, but both mm-hmm. of them. All of them racist. <laughs> she got so much to say. She's gonna
2: Look,
3: I
0: almost said so- <laughs> gonna something like that was probably going to be very controversial. So I'm going to keep it to myself. All, all of them racist. let yeah. keep it like that. Okay, so going on to the next topic. Desiree, you can take this one off.
1: Okay, Okay, so um, Nicki Minaj has been real quiet, um, but we do know that she had a baby. And at first, none of us knew, like, the gender of the baby or, like, whenever, you know, she actually had the baby, like, what date or whatever. We just knew that she had her baby. Mm -hmm. So she actually had a remix with Saudi Baby, which, if you don't know what um, song he sings, is that annoying song that everybody knows where, I don't even know, I can't even think of the lyrics right now, but it's, like, so annoying.
0: What's the but name it's of catchy. It? I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know who Shoddy Baby is. Shadu Baby? Shoddy
1: Baby. No, it's Shoddy Baby. Um, His song is... I can't even find him see. on Fox. Oh. Let me see. I swear I just...
0: Did you spell it right?
1: No, I don't think I spelled it right. I mean, how do you spell shoddy <laughs> baby? I was like, let awesome. me go to my YouTube history because I definitely watched a little video with the lyrics. Is it called shoddy baby? Shady baby? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, will pull it up for let you. Let me see. Yeah, let me.
0: I cannot get over how good those chips are. Whole was. lot of choppers.
1: That's what it's called.
0: Whole lot of choppers.
1: Yeah. So, if you've heard that song, it's, it's like the most random song, but it's super catchy. A lot of TikToks have been happening related to the song. And my favorite one has been because he has like, it's a whole lot chopper. So, he has like these gunshot sounds. And like, my favorite video was this girl like uh, reenacting what it's like to be 50 Cent when he got shot knife. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's not funny. It's 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 not funny, but
0: it is. Because 50 Cent full of shit.
1: And it's only funny because it's 50 Cent. He trolls everybody. So anybody else getting shot is not funny.
0: So she
1: remixes that song. Anyways, Nicki Minaj um, remixes the song. She's been real silent, hasn't posted anything on social media since she's had her baby. And in her remix, she actually um, mentioned, like, having a play date. She mentions that she has a son. So now we know it's a boy. And then she mentioned having a play date with Adonis. And you know, like her and Drake been like Already? beefed out. She just
0: had
1: the baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she just had the baby. baby. But it was important because they've been beefed out. Like we we just thought we were never gonna get any more Nikki and Drake collabs. And her shotting him out, like he actually put it on his story and was like, play date come soon. And it was just real cute. It was a cute moment because now, you know, they got their whole little beef squashed. And, you know, we'll get some more Nikki Drake collabs. So I'm excited. To,
3: oh, they was
0: into it over Meek Mill. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, they
1: have fell out over the whole Meek Mill situation. And then, you know, all that. She didn't yeah, have beef Nikki with a lot of Drake, people. So. That's
0: the, one of the original um, collabs. What'd
1: you say? I said Nikki and Drake is one of the original collabs, okay? Yes. Best I ever had Remix. Come on now.
2: Yeah. I'm just glad she's growing up. Honestly, yeah, because yeah, Nikki just, was <clears throat> tripping for a little bit. I, I was a fan of Nikki, but the way that people talk about her in the industry, I just, you really, it really makes you question, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I mean, you see that she, you know, valuing the privacy part. She's dropping the beef. Uh, a lot of people have been playing clips of her, like, you know, her viewpoints on stuff. And it's old clips, but it's like, you can see she's really, like, Grown. you growing up yeah and you are mm-hmm. at, at this point you're an og in the game so like let us mm-hmm. see that part and not you beefing like yeah yeah also yeah
0: this makes me think of um there's rumors going around that her and cardi has um squashed the beef and they have a song oh wow that's coming out soon.
2: that would be yeah crazy it's just a rumor
0: cardi but i hope B that is, is true a, yeah cardi is a cra- if it's true cardi Marketing scheme is crazy. Like she, she is smart. Like she a little she, she she sometimes she has smart ways, or she has smart people around her doing that. She got a solid team because doing a song with Megan. And then going to Nikki, like that. This is what female rap needs. Like y'all really been on female rap hard as of lately, so I just feel like that would be lit. I hope it's true. They even have they yeah. even have like the name of the song though, so we'll see. The same thing happened with Cardi and Beyonce apparently though, but the producer oh yeah leaked it and Beyonce pulled out.
2: Oh yeah, you know hey if you ain't <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. Speaking of Cardi, though, um, you know, we had, we said last week that Cardi and Offset divorced, but this week, Cardi had her birthday party, <laughs> he got her Rolls Royce, well, we talked about that last week, too, and they were kids or whatever, but this week, she came on Instagram and said that they were together, um, and she... Kind of put out a little controversial. (laughs) Yeah, she put out a controversial (laughs) tweet because they were saying Offset is emotionally abusing Cardi, and she responded uh, something of the nature. I'm quoting where she was just basically saying, I'm not a he's not abusive, anything I am, I'm (laughs) the one that be beating his ass. That's basically what she said, and then she got on live talking about how she she wants she missed the dick and all this other stuff this is the part we talk about with cardi where we'd be like "Oh, friend i don't know so what you
1: yeah she also she also got on live and was saying how uh because she like she was online but she was actually having a conversation with her friend and her friend said that i had purchased the truck way before like she filed divorce like it was before it was announced that she was filing. like he'd already bought the truck for her birthday um or already started the process so it's kind of like they're having a conversation and we're just on live, like flies on the wall, listening to the conversation. So the friend was like, Cardi, you bipolar? She was like, no, I'm not bipolar. I actually took a test and I'm not bipolar. So I thought it was interesting that she said that. But um, I don't think she's yeah, bipolar. she does we gotta stop make reference to them. What'd you say?
0: I said, I don't think she's bipolar. We got to stop throwing that word around.
1: Yeah, I think her friend, her friend is just like many other people who don't know what bipolar really is. And they just mm-hmm. think because you feel one way, one minute and a different way, another minute you bipolar. And it's it's not that simple. It
3: is
0: deep.
1: But um, yeah, and if you don't know how deeper it is, then you can go back and watch our, listen to our episode about bipolar. Yeah. But um, as far as what I think about it, I think it's true. I mean, Cardi and Offset have that toxic friend relationship where you just kind of listen to them vent. And, you know, the first couple times you be like, girl, F him da, da, this and that. But after a while, you just be like Okay, I'm gonna just listen yeah,
2: And let you do what you want to do Because you're
1: gonna be back with him no matter
2: what so. I think that's cool and all That's cool, you do that, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you filing for divorce Like, to me, that is You've made a one of those concrete decisions, like mm-hmm. this is it, and then mm-hmm. reverse on that. So if I'm mad at you, if I'm not really rocking with you, then okay, cool, we'll take our time from each other. But mm-hmm. like, oh no, we're gonna divorce. I'll do that. Like I don't, I ain't no, <laughs> ain't mm-hmm. no going back. Cause at that point, to me, it's embarrassing myself. Like oh yeah, no uh court clerk. Like no, we can give me those back. I, I didn't really mean that. Like no, I meant right. what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that's I mean that's right. a
1: waste of lawyer fees. like mm-hmm. A waste of Filing fees and all that, and you know, somebody asked me last week. One of my friends was like, "Do you think like they're really gonna get divorced, or is she serious?" And I was like, "You know, I feel like for me, being a Libra woman, and Carter being a Libra, I'm like, when we done, we really be done." And I thought that she was really done because, like, filing for divorce is a huge step. But when she was on live, she basically was saying like it was a situation where she was where he she was saying to him like, "Oh, you think I'm playing?"
2: And then she files.
1: Oh, when it's shit. like, I mean, divorce, like you really shouldn't throw that around. Yeah. You shouldn't.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to take that from a Capricorn. If a Capricorn say you're getting divorced, we hey, divorced go ahead and start packing right period. now. <laughs> okay. For context,
0: me and Daryl, we're both Capricorns. So Capricorn
2: Devin and he like, hey, what, uh, Capricorn to Capricorn, like something like that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why for me, it's like if somebody says something like that, like that, granted. At the end of the day, it's really none of our business. Like, none of this is. But I I just think when you're in that position of influence and you got all these people and then you say, like, I'm doing this divorce. And at the end of the day, she got, like, young women, like, following her, like, thinking. I
0: just think Cardi has a lot of trauma and, like, different things that she has to work through. And I think when and if she works through it, she will continue to be a phenomenal woman. But right now, she hasn't really worked through those things. So,
2: Which you still can be phenomenal and have trauma. Yeah, right? you can. So <clears throat> I don't think
0: she really understands it, though.
2: I don't think she's learned how to carry it yet. Yeah, carry two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, maybe that's. Really I good. think yeah. that
1: I think her and Nicki Minaj have a lot more in common than what they realize because I think that both of them operate from a Ego. place of hurt and like defensiveness, yeah. Yeah. and that's why they do the things that they do, like how we see Cardi Cardi lash out at blogs, lash out at fans when people, you know, and it's like, you should already have that thick skin, because you've been in the industry for a little bit now, to where certain stuff don't affect you, but you see her lash out, or how, like, Nikki went through that phase where she had beef with everybody. Yeah, I feel like they both just get, like, really, really defensive, because they're just, like, on guard Mm -hmm. from people hurting them. And I feel like once they both get past that, I feel like Nikki is getting past it, because she had her baby, and she, you know, is starting to realize what's really important in life. Um, I think... I don't know what it would take for Cardi to realize it because Cardi is much younger than Nikki, but I'm just, you know, I'll be happy when they both get to a point where they can, you know, just operate from like a healthy place and Mm -hmm. be 100% themselves and just 100% happy because I it can't, like, I'm sure it's already enough strain on Cardi's relationship for her offset to be going back and forth, but I'm sure it drives herself crazy, you know, just like going through these motions of like, you moving out of the house, you moving back in the house, you filing papers, you unfiling the papers. Like, you got to be on top of being a megastar and trying to put out an album. Anybody got time for that?
0: Yeah. Well, prayers to them. Good vibes. You got prayers to
2: them. <laughs> 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 That's that black woman line.
0: Okay, I hope everything works out. <laughs> so.
2: We say that every episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah, moving on to... What do you want to
1: move on to, Desiree? Girl, we can talk about this lady suing Young Doll.
3: Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> so, Young Doll is always <laughs> in is the annoying. news about the end. And, uh, like, basically, a couple years ago, it was, and you've probably seen the video, like, I think all of us saw the video at some point, but it's this girl twerking to one of his songs and she's in full, like, army uniform. And obviously, you know, out on duty, <laughs> just talking to the song with the door open, and apparently, like she had posted to her page and she's friends with Dolph, and he saw it and reposted it. So that's when like everybody saw she must it. Be really but apparently, oh, uh, what you saying?
0: I said she must be really shaking that ass.
2: She was on a little bit. She was. I didn't see it.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the video. I mean, it's, it's a few years old and we see so much content every day that you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you will remember it if you saw it again. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, she was doing a little song song. It wasn't like the best twerking I've ever seen in my life. But she also had on tight uniform pants. So, mm-hmm. um, but either way, apparently she got fired and like kicked out of the army or Navy, whatever she's in. And she's trying to sue him for her losing her job. And she says, You know, allegedly she had an emotional breakdown from losing her job and it's supposed to be all his fault because he reposted the video, even though she posted to her page. So what do y'all think about that?
2: Trash.
0: Yeah, friend. Like that is your decision. You post you posted it yourself. I understand if like a friend posted No, I don't understand then. Girl, you tripping. I'm
2: trying to find it for you so you can see it. But So, I get both sides of it.
0: Oh, I've seen this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. there's nothing like too bad but at the end of the day you she is in uniform you are in uniform so the uniform regardless of what branch you're in like you are representing serving the country so you're representing Mm -hmm. serving the country but then you're throwing ass so cool you i mean with that type of title i mean with that type of representation you got to choose either or like i'm gonna represent the country or (laughs) i'm gonna throw ass So apparently she had
1: like a high title, like she was like a lieutenant or something. Okay, so So. you should
2: know how to carry yourself in that if you have Mm -hmm. a high title, like you got to know the weight of your crown. So um, I get that part. On the other side, I get it that like, hey, well, you did post this without me giving you consent to post that. So like I get that part. Uh, But I mean, at the end of the day, it just should have never been. She shouldn't have did that. You can't get mad at that. And then you posted it.
1: But I feel like it's a battle she's going to lose no matter what. Because if you think about how many people repost videos off Mm -hmm. off of Instagram, pretty much once you upload something to Instagram, you no longer really own that content.
2: Right. But if if an entity tries to repost it, right, like you'll get messages just from like influencing. You'll get messages that's like, uh, can we repost this? And also, so it is laws around it. Yeah, like, they'll they ask you, can you repost this? Uh, type agree, or reply agree if you are okay with us reposting this. So if he didn't do that, then, yeah, you you missed out there. Um, do I think if he did that, we would still be in this situation? Like, she would be upset to the point where she would be suing? No. So I kind of yeah. wish he would have done that, because she just would have been hyped. Oh, yeah, he asked me if – yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. But, Yeah.
1: yeah. But I'm sure if we went back to the record, if we went back two years ago when he reposted, so how long it was, and we went back to the comments and she saw that she got reposted by Young Dolph, I'm sure she was hyping it up or I'm sure people like sent her messages like, oh, he reposted you. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, and if she uploaded the video and tags him, I mean, did you get permission to tag him? Like you obviously are tagging him to get his attention. Right. So the argument can be made in a lot of different ways. I just don't think that she's gonna win anything off of this because he did not tell you to twerk in your uniform. Yeah. So if you lost your job, you lost your you would have lost your job whether millions of people saw it or whether two people saw it and saw you were in uniform and it was and it was the wrong two people.
2: So it says she led. It was let This led to a mental breakdown. Uh, she was sent back to the states and dismissed from the military. Uh, oh, that's horrible. And she said, I do young feel like Dolph that's gave a little excessive.
0: I feel like her being dismissed <laughs> from the military is a little excessive. I do think it's some sexism
1: going but on with that. What gave her PTSD? The fact that millions of people saw hers work? Mm, probably losing
0: her job and her livelihood being threatened and just the whole experience in general.
2: She just said, compensatory. Compensatory whatever, damages for financial loss, <laughs> damage to reputa- reputation, damn, these champagne got me slurring a little bit, <laughs> uh, humiliation, mental anguish, and emotional distress. Mm. Twerking around nah, all that these days? I <laughs> feel like I, I don't know look, why I want to say that. Like, I just feel like <laughs> we can't say what's
0: traumatic to somebody, so I try not to. Okay, so. and, and
2: I'll give you, that's that's true. Yeah. That's true.
0: So, but, I mean, shit, if it's your to you, it's true. What can we do? <laughs> All
1: right, and I that mean, just, you know, I, just, I just don't think I just think it's an uphill battle for her. If anything, at the most, I think they would end up selling out of court because yeah. I don't I don't know that she has a strong enough case to, like, win in the court.
2: I think if he has a good team, they're going to go back and look at, like, the comments and, like, did she say anything and all of that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Did she tag him? Which I'm
1: pretty sure she tagged him. It might be. You know, like, most people are going to... Like, why would you upload that twerker to his song and not tag him? You obviously did it for attention, or she wouldn't have been in uniform. Like, you were trying to stand out.
0: Honestly, she could have just went about it a different way, because if she... Because Young Dolph stayed giving stuff away. Because if she would have hit him up like, hey, I lost my job because you posted this. <laughs> you got young Lambo. <laughs> doll, yeah, pro- Dolph probably would have, like, sent her a little something. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, she, yeah, I don't know. Because Young Dolph just yeah. gave away a Lambo. Yeah.
2: And uh, I think the person that got it lives here in Dallas. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does.
0: It's a little Hispanic chick. So, yeah. Well, Prayers.
2: You gotta chill. You have got to chill.
0: So next is, um, I really don't know about this topic. So you can go about Diddy.
1: Bro, I don't know much about it myself because I looked at it and I just like looked away, just like most people did. But apparently, Diddy is starting a political group, political group, and it's called Our Black Party. And, you know, I just, I really just wanted us to discuss it because I am absolutely tired of people who have a lot of influence thinking that that influence trans- translate into them being a good person for politics. And politics are completely different. We obviously have seen that with Trump. Trump was very popular. He was on TV. He was a, he was a TV personality. His, you know, he's a household name with his hotels and stuff. And now he's president and look what happened. So I just want celebrities to just stop trying to be this political um, just you know, savior and just give money to those who actually know what they're talking about. Give money to the people that are on the grounds doing the work. There are plenty of other like senators, um, grassroots um, groups, and just anybody else who you can support. And direct people to than to just try to start your own group because like did he and actually somebody said this on twitter and they were like he couldn't even manage artists correctly so we think he's gonna do politics right
0: <laughs> yeah and he launched this black political party and it supposedly endorses um joe biden for president um and this party helps advance a political agenda that addresses the needs of black people And he said he's working with young Black elected officials and activists to get people involved. And he said, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. The goal of our Black party is to help advance the political agenda that addresses the needs of Black people. So I think he's coming from a good place. I just think maybe we could use somebody else that's leading this, maybe? I don't
1: know. Yeah, I I just think that there has to be, like, when you do stuff like this, I think that there has to be a different face, but where where the black celebrities still support this person. Like, somebody yeah, with some type of political back, back, background. I understand.
0: Yeah, I was saying, this is like that quote that um, Death Row was like, you want somebody that's not going to be all in your videos? And <laughs> all, like, in yeah, your I videos. just don't think he should be the face of it. He can definitely work behind doors, though.
2: I And, and to me, I don't really feel like he's trying to be the face of it um Mm -hmm. i think he is the one that took the initiative to bring everybody together Mm -hmm. um but he's saying like republican or democrat like it doesn't matter your party but i just want elected officials who are thinking of the black agenda and willing to push Mm -hmm. that forward so i feel like that's kind of the space that he's coming from and he knows the influence the awareness that he can bring just off his name alone um so i think i feel like that's what he's trying to do um, and he knows, I mean, it's Diddy. He knows his, his background, yeah. uh, but he also knows if I can get everybody in one room, which is something that we have not been able to do. Uh, cause I mean, you look at black, when you talk about black politicians, Daniel Cameron is black, but clearly does not have like the black agenda on his, on the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we want people that like, oh, okay, you're black, you're actually for me. Okay, cool. Let me get behind what you're trying to push. So if you can bring that, those people in one room then you put everybody on the same accord. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah, That's a good way I, I agree with
1: that. But I, I think that the issue that a lot of Black people have is that we there are too many leaders and like too many ways to go. Because right now Ice Cube is under fire as well because um, people are saying that you know he's endorsing Trump, which isn't really the case. Basically, both parties had contacted him. For his plan which is the contract with black america which is similar you know trying to get the black agenda taken care of and you know trying to get people to recognize what black america needs so i just think that i don't know like i i just feel like everybody needs to be like on one accord or like get one solid group together and just all the celebrities endorse that group and like help move that group together versus like celebrities like having their own plans and then talking with because we also saw that with like Steve Harvey um who else was it that met with Trump and and you know got a lot of backlash about it but it it, it just I don't know like celebrities going the political route is just always like a touchy thing because I think it's two sides,
2: though. I think it's two sides because the celebrities have the resources. Mm -hmm. So if I have the resources and I have the ability to go to the table, whether we like him or not, the fact that I'm at the table to actually hear what this man is saying and him actually hear what I'm saying, kind of being receptive to it, maybe being receptive to it, then that's better than us just tweeting about it and hoping we get some type of. recognition or some type of answer from that so i get it like i know a lot of people wasn't really rocking with kim kardashian uh leading the prison reform uh conversation but if you look at what she's done she's actually like made Mm -hmm. some headway with that so i think when people talk like have a problem with like ice cube or have a problem with diddy like doing it you need to think like one with you having a problem, do you even have the resources to do anything in the same neighborhood that they're trying to do? If you don't, then at least give what they're trying to do a chance, because in the past, they've never led us astray culturally. Like, Diddy ain't ever, like, presented us with something that hasn't, like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, maybe the the walk-in, uh, that long way for that cheesecake that he did with the... Like that? Okay, cool. I mean, okay, a lot bro. of his artists
1: are broke. And <laughs> that, not to say so- that that has anything to do with politics. I get what you're saying completely, yeah. and I understand that. But I think what the issue that it brings about is also that some celebrities have their own agenda as well. Because like you said, with Kim Kardashian and the prison reform and like her getting a lot of people out of prison and you know bringing attention to a lot of different cases, that's great. But then her husband, Kanye, is still making a campaign for his presidential run. After he went uh, and was, like, pro-Trump and all that stuff. So it's, like, that's that's the thing with celebrities. It's just, manic. like, you never know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kanye hey, is many. I'm over here trying to hold on. Yo,
1: like, yeah. Kanye I feel is many. <laughs>
2: if Kanye- you look factually, yeah. Like, Kanye has kind of went off the thing with that. But you also see the divisiveness in their different approach. Like, you see Kim and Kanye, like, butting heads because they have different. She recognizes where he's at mentally and I don't really know what he does. That's for them behind the doors. But if you're just looking at the progress that has been made, like getting to these tables, I think that's more so what we have to focus on. Like, yeah, your partner is is kind of going off the rails here. But what is it that you're doing? Because at the end of the day, you're only responsible for what it is that you are doing, how you're coming to the table. I can't really answer yeah. for for mm-hmm. him. Nobody can answer for Kanye. <laughs> like, Kanye can't answer for Kanye. So, like, yeah, I just think we have to focus on that if we're really going to talk about unity and moving forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm here for whoever can get
2: the Black agenda together.
1: I don't even... I'm interested to see more of what their exact agenda is and how they came to the idea of what the Black, quote-unquote, the Black agenda is like if they took surveys from black Americans on what exactly we want and you know if it's in agreement with what I would want so Mm -hmm. you're right like whoever can get us to the table is great I just don't want it to be something where it's like we doing this because election time is coming up and then the ball gets dropped after whoever becomes president you know Mm -hmm.
2: The, oh. I, I want to say one more thing okay. on that. At, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little hot about this one. But I think something with us uh, that we also have to do is really consider that, like, the Black agenda is on a full-blown spectrum, right? Like, there's different tax brackets to the the Black agenda. There's different, um, I don't know. I'm just gonna say tax brackets. So, like, the policies and mm-hmm. things that come with that. Like, just because somebody is voting or their viewpoint towards a certain policy or legislation doesn't really match yours and though y'all are you know both black that doesn't mean that they're against you they're just more so voting for what will help them in that in in that space um now when it comes to policies as far as like protecting the black woman or protecting the black man like yeah we need to be on the same thing there so that mm-hmm. is part of the black agenda but i do just want us to acknowledge there's different tax brackets to the black agenda to really any engine. Right.
1: Yeah, and I get that too, which is why I said that sometimes they have their own, you know, their own motives for the stuff that they do because they they fit a different bracket than all of us. Like they're, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't think Diddy's a billionaire, but he's definitely a millionaire. And like all the rest of these celebrities that are millionaires and billionaires, they're gonna have different things that they want. And they're gonna want different policies approved or different uh, tax regulations or whatever because you know, they ultimately want to get some perks out of it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think we. Oh, so last thing Black is, excellence. Uh, black, black excellence, <laughs> after uh-huh. talking all this, this is gossip. Um, <laughs> is that the Lakers won the championship? That's so beautiful.
1: They did it for Kobe. Yeah,
2: full circle. Kobe full and Gigi. For the year that they had, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. For the year we all had. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But specifically the Lakers, I get what you mean.
2: Um, th- Yeah. I So I, I'm not this big, like, basketball fan and, you know, watch the whole finals. But I did like uh, when LeBron was like, yeah, I need my respect. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the slightest way, he let y'all know, like, yeah, I hear what everybody's saying, but I just need y'all to know, peep this championship, and I need my respect. We Period. need our respect. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like, energy. <laughs> yeah, big energy. energy. <laughs> big <laughs> so energy. what's up? I'm going home. Yes. Send me my respect. It yeah.
0: was beautiful. I I just love to witness it, even though I didn't watch the game. But I'm glad <laughs> you know, see the news, like yes. headlines
1: the headlines, stuff culture. like that. Yeah, for the culture, <laughs> for the culture. Yeah, yeah. this was uh, his third ring on his third team. And that's that's dope.
0: LeBron is a legend. That's the type of shit I'm trying to be on.
2: Lasting through <laughs> like generations, though, because he, he's his. I mean, I don't even know how old he is right now but just knowing like you playing with like a lot of young dudes and you still like blowing them out like Mm -hmm. you you Mm -hmm. you cannot be touched so i think that's i think that's live
0: and then setting up his family to do like the same thing yeah he's 35 yeah
2: he's pretty young yeah but like you know that but it's always like league age that is oh hey i couldn't imagine yeah athlete like playing that long yeah anything no, and school name. is
1: still doing good. Like the fact that he opened up a school, yeah. like as a basketball player, like that's that's just crazy. And like it, I don't know, he's he's just when you think of an ideal black man, like all, you know, like we all have our issues. And I'm sure that LeBron has some issues that maybe we don't know about and we don't need to know about because that's not our business. But when you think of the idea of, you know, kind of the American dream for black people, like that he's living it yeah he's, he's living so it sure he has I'm his like, family I'm unit good. he has a successful career he has his generational wealth he has like his daughter has a whole like playhouse in their backyard that looks like somebody' house for real <laughs> like black. he's just living i love it the
0: Ooh,
2: it's dream so cute yeah yeah
0: so yeah. yeah that's our black excellence so i guess we'll get into the main segment So let's get into this media no main segment. My bad, y'all. And today we're talking all about toxic masculinity. And Wikipedia defined toxic masculinity as the concept of toxic masculinity is used in the academic and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain types of cultural norms that are associated with men and which is harmful to themselves. So what do y'all think about that? When y'all hear the word toxic masculinity, what do you think of?
2: I want to hear what Desiree thinks first.
1: <laughs> oh, child. <laughs> yeah, well, let me, let me um, I this. think that last part of the definition was right, where where it said that, that it's toxic to themselves, because I think, that the topics, the, word, the, the immediate things that I think of when we typically discuss toxic masculinity, it is something that will affect a man and his viewpoints on a lot of things in the world. So it does coincide with the, the definition there saying that it would uh, mm-hmm. would uh, be toxic to themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just when men have like just this, just this set mindset to where they are have tunnel vision on something. This is how it goes. This is, it's black or white. There is no gray area It is is either this or it's not that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I kind of think similar toxic masculinity is just like standards that they put on men and how a man should act. And it really is toxic because all men don't act like that.
2: So when I think of it, the term I really think like you the sound whole, like you'
0: about to disagree, friend. No, no, no right? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not.
2: But I, I think it's. I think people really give it a deeper thing than what it really is. Like toxic masculinity is really just you having this whole macho macho idea of what you should be, mm. and you're not being it like yourself. Like this macho idea that like I can't cry and like nigga everybody cries or like this macho idea that like oh I can't tell my homeboy like I love you and nigga like everybody needs to hear I love you like Mm -hmm. (laughs) male female young old, like whatever um so I think we just I think it's it's a topic that like as men one of those we get defensive on already because it's defined differently like everywhere but at the basics is just you really not embracing who what type of man you are you're going by the idea of what society placed as a man and that's toxic it's toxic to you it's toxic to your family it's toxic to the people that you know so yeah I don't disagree but I think sometimes you lose us as men whenever it's this like esoteric huge idea of what it is when just like Mm -hmm. scale it down to the basics like what do you think about crying as a man and then like
0: i think we all need to cry
2: yeah but emotional
0: release i'm saying
2: like that'll be like a checkpoint for like Mm -hmm. when you're talking to somebody like to see like where they're at on what they think about it yeah Okay.
1: Oh, I'm gonna ask somebody that. Let it's me write the that down. Yeah,
2: that's a first date question. Okay.
1: First date questions. First date. What do you think about crying at the man?
2: Yeah, because your
3: girl is so still single like a pringle. I, I okay. knew Debbie was about to do
2: that. I knew she was about to do that. Oh. Yeah. Period. Yeah.
0: Um, so there's different like traits that goes into being toxic masculine. So the first one. Is being static. So this basically men, means that men are constantly given the message that they must be self-reliant, independent, physically tough, and all that good stuff. So it basically says because being vulnerable will cause men to be ridiculed. What do y'all think about that?
1: Ridiculed. It kind of um, goes right into yeah. The I crying mean,
0: yeah. that we just said about men be- being able to cry.
2: Yeah. To me, it's that it's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. But y'all seen like the memes of like when they put like, uh, niggas would be on the phone, like laying on the bed, legs up on the wall, like when Mm -hmm. they caking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or y'all seen how they'd be like, uh, when men actually are dating, uh, females and they like all cuddled up, like things like that. Mm So that's really the other side of it. Like, that's how you are <laughs> whenever you're being vulnerable. But for some reason, you feel like you have to be like, oh, no, I don't need all that. Like, I'm, I'm good. I don't like that's that mm-hmm. idea of being stoic. And it's like you don't have to be that at all times. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really have to be macho at all times. It's okay to. <laughs> yeah. In that, but like, it's. You know everything.
1: what? that reminds me of this thing so i've been like binging uh, college hill <laughs> and well, i forgot which season it was but it was the season with the guy that was white in Jamaican. he had braids and he was filling this girl and like they was like booed up and like they would you know be cuddling all types of stuff but when he came around his friends and they was asking him like oh you catching feelings like don't let me find out you catching feelings and he was like, nah, I would never catch no feelings for no homes, this and that. And she like overheard the conversation and they got into it about it. And it was just like, dude, like you really actually care for her. But in front of these other men, you're having to, you, you feel like you got to be masculine. And be Like, nah, I don't catch feelings for women. Yeah. And That's it's like, way. why not?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that goes back to I, really. If you even take it before that, right? Because you said watching college hill. So these these the people that you were watching is are like adults. If you just take it back to when you used to get hell, I was one of them. You used to get teased. Oh, you a mama's boy? No, I'm not. I ain't no mama's boy. But I am, and who gonna my I, ass? But, so now, but back then it was like <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> like I ain't, I ain't no mama. I love my mama, but I ain't no mama's boy. That was the idea of like, oh, I got to be my, like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm a little weak if I, you know, love my mama, mm-hmm. if I want to be around my mama all the time. Yeah. Now, you're a mama's boy. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm actually about to go see her in a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'm a mama's <laughs> boy. Um. So, I feel like that, you brought the college chill idea, but I feel like that's even when you're a kid, as a man, like, that's sometimes what you have to, like, mm-hmm. put this idea that, like, no, nah, I'm pushing those feelings aside. This isn't how I really feel. Mm-hmm. And then that just perpetuates as you go grow older in that. life.
0: They really be on y'all, yeah, oh, for
2: feelings. Yeah. So then it's that whole no fuck a whole like hey catch uh flights not feelings. I, how about I catch both? Like,
0: <laughs> but people said all you be catching flights though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> this yeah. is be right? People be at
1: home talking about flights not feelings. You don't even have a passport.
2: <laughs> okay. Hey, that's the real. Yeah, let's start there. Can you leave a country? Passport. Okay. Because if you can't, friend, I'm
0: handsome.
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So Do that's that's my take, take on that whole being stoic.
0: Okay. That's. I mean, my take is I feel like men should be vulnerable. I cry yeah. when I talk to. Them, I want a man that's like emotionally intelligent and then so when I talk to somebody and they're like I haven't cried like in 10 years I'm like you friend you, <laughs> you got a lot break. of shit built up and I don't know yeah. if I can deal with that because yeah. I'm not trying to be your therapist and yeah. my client's therapist uh,
1: no. uh, they gonna snap on you for putting the, the ketchup in the cabinet instead of the refrigerator like they just gonna go off on you on something crazy Yeah, <laughs>
0: like okay over something real small like nah I'm good so the next point is a, t- um, a trait is being promiscuous. So, men are typically praised by other men for sexual conquest. So, there's a well known double standard regarding percepti- perceptions of male versus female promiscuity, with men being praised by their peer- peers while um, rejecting women who have had multiple partners and branding them as slits and this goes hand in hand with our last conversation that we had last week on our episode about the whole phase um because when women do it it's literally called the whole phase but when men do it it's just like oh boys will be boys it's just life so i
3: really
1: just like a room talk
0: deeper into that trait in particular because i'm just like How come we both can't enjoy sex? And for one, you got to be doing it with somebody in order. It takes two to tango. You know what I mean? So if you don't want a woman that's basically out here, like, having sex with other people as well, then, like, it don't make sense because you having sex with a woman. Like, you know what I mean? You having sex with somebody. You going to have to – you get what I'm saying? Or are you just fucking with hoes? And and I'm saying hoes because – Hose is very subjective. I don't believe
2: that nigga it sound like a pimp. So when I say hose, I, I, mean.
0: <laughs> I don't think hose. I don't think hose I just
2: is real. That I don't know your name. Yeah, yeah I
0: don't think hose I mean, is real. Hose I don't anything. I really don't. I think hose is a is a term that was created by a male dominated society. Like who's saying Slickback? Yeah, no. it was created by a pimp <laughs> named Slickback. Okay. So I don't really agree with it. So what y'all think?
2: So I'ma just say I feel like that it's not as one-sided as it, it's not as one-sided as you think. Um, but I do think it's one of those things that like that is kind of how you enter your dominance as like, oh yeah, I got this, this, and this. Like you might have this, but I get more mm-hmm. girls than you are. Like, you might have this, but like I can take your bitch. Like that's the <laughs> that's the type of shit that's like <laughs> praise. That's the type of energy that's like Okay, you 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 a cool little you know mm-hmm. you good, um. So I don't think it's as one sided as you think, but I do think that's something that we learn early on to put um a value on. Like, I, there's not really a value on feelings, cause you know from a kid y'all y'all played me since being a mama's boy, but you know I come into high school, you know I start you know getting a little attention. Okay, so now I get attention from. Uh, the females, but then on the other side, my friends is like, hey, like they really feeling you. So now it's like, oh, okay, so this is like how you become that guy. And then it just gets worse and worse. Like, because now everybody wants to be that guy. Everybody wants that clout. Everybody wants to go out and like people just flock to them.
0: And it's, but it's gross though. And I don't think <laughs> men <something I> really <laughs> realize it's gross. I mean, like. <laughs> Yeah. For to have all the girls want you and to have to know that so you fooled with so many girls And you've done XYZ and you out on these streets you for the streets <laughs> just like these other niggas I mean these <laughs> other girls that y'all claim y'all don't want to talk to because you feel like she out in the streets too much I can't talk to a guy that be out here like that. Like I really can't
2: I hear you <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I hear you but I, I don't know. I just think that's the difference because I'm not really caught up in, like, everybody that, like, or what you've done previously. Like, I'm really not. But that just – I I know I'm different in that sense. Um,
0: but what about a guy that did that previously or a girl that did that previously, but while y'all are talking, they're still kind of doing the same thing, but not as much. And then eventually they get to the point where they're like, okay, I want to settle down. I just want I want to just talk to you. But that's not like but you've been playing this whole time, Phil. You've been out here exploring your options and but now that, you wanna be then, with me.
2: But then that goes back to was that conversation I ever had where it's like, okay, it's me and you. If that conversation And if, if
0: it was, what?
2: If it wasn't that's a problem.
0: Okay. If it wasn't, then what?
1: <laughs> Shit. Never really asking for advice on <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm really like, Hey, can we can we go offline? Like what's up? No, it ain't in
0: my show. It ain't advice, though. But I have had this happen to me multiple times. Never asking Sorry. for a friend. No. But I've had, had this. I'm going to be honest. Straightforward. I've had this happen to me multiple times. So it may you may be feeling this animosity a little bit because I'm like, these niggas got me fucked up. But like in reality, yeah. like sometimes you do have these conversations with me, and they're like, okay, we exclusive. We It's me and you. And they still
2: be out here. But I just – I. That's
1: when you drop them immediately. Because if y'all have that conversation, they still out here. That means they don't have
2: no respect. I don't even feel like we got that much time to really just Yes, we do. Come on, friend. But I don't feel like that's a conversation where you just, all right, peace, I'm out. Like, no, because at the end of the day, whether it's now, whether it's five years in, 10, 20, you're going to have a conversation where you have to repeat yourself. Look, Devin ain't agreeing with it, but that's what you're going. If you talk to any one of them older couples that's, like, been together 30, 20-plus years, they'll be like, yeah, like, so-and-so did this. Yeah, I had this conversation. Yeah, it's been hard as hell. But I think now we are just at the point where, like, oh, no, I'm going to have a conversation with you once. You don't get it. It's it's done.
0: Yeah. My therapist was actually talking to me about this. She was like, we live in a... In generation where we take so much pride in cutting off people and is cut off culture that we don't even embrace times where we're just in that gray area where we're like, I don't know.
2: Right. So, so talking about that gray area. So if you have that conversation, then it's like, oh, well, I thought that's what we've been doing. Like we had this conversation already. And then you cut them off. Well, in the event that like, and not even just using your personal uh, situation, but in the event that it happens again, Mm -hmm. well, now I don't really know what it is to go beyond that because really this is the point where I usually just cut you off. So, yeah. This is where
0: self-growth happens.
2: But if you're trying to grow with somebody, then you're going to have to have that conversation. So it's really just who do I want to deal with some bullshit? with? And
0: who would do I don't? So it's personalized. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm.
2: personalized. So when you go to like a group yeah. and they like, because I know how y'all do, like Desiree just said,
0: Can I lead his act." <laughs>
2: well, you don't really know what this. is. You don't know the dynamics. Like mm-hmm. even if I tell you what it is you still don't know what it is because you don't feel it the way that I do. You don't experience it the way that I do. So you're not going to get yeah. it. Yeah, Period. So I'm going to talk to it. I'm going to talk about it with the person that gets it.
0: Okay. I feel that.
2: I mean, so I can
1: definitely saying, agree to that because I'm going through see, y'all it, what she said is absolutely true. <laughs> Look, because like we you, need advice, Brian. <laughs> when... <laughs> Oh, well, I-, I was just gonna say that the part where he said, Okay, you so used to cutting people off at this point that now you don't have any experience past that point because you've always made that cut. That's, that's true. Because that's like team that's team kind of play. what I'm going through, like trying to learn like what a serious relationship is and the like the day to days of a serious relationship, because I usually like then leave at the first sign of like a red flag. I'd be like, All right, bye, peace
2: because you want to protect yourself and I get that. I mean we all want to protect ourselves but when you talk about growing with somebody even if it's a friend like when you talk about growing with somebody like you have to be able to communicate and say like right, I see what you did this is how I feel like how we moving forward like what are you doing going forward and you also have to like embrace the fact that we might have to have this conversation again because you're human you're going to learn Mm -hmm. like that's just that none of us are going to get well I'm not going to say none of us but More often than not, we're going to have to have a conversation more than once. And that's something that I've had to learn that, like, you can't just cut people off because you're not giving yourself a chance to really understand what they're going through. And you for sure not giving them a chance for them to understand you Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Friend, you know, you giving good. the bitches on
2: game, okay? <laughs> no, nah, they probably mad at me like this
0: nigga don't know shit. No they probably be like, he got a point. Like, you know, right. Our, he our he got a point or whatever.
1: Woke.
0: <laughs> yeah, our our audience is woke for sure. I appreciate that. That's that's good advice.
1: Well, yeah, and I was gonna say on the uh men being promiscuous, I also agree with what you said because it is like when you think of like how we gauge success. Like as adults, we gauge ourselves about how much money somebody has or what they are showing on Instagram or when you come to their house, how big their house is, how nice their car is, et cetera, et cetera. So it's the same thing with gauging someone's like popularity or like their kind of like social stance. And so how Daryl was saying, you know, when a guy is starting to get girls, that's when he's starting to get noticed by girls, but then also by other men as competition. Is like, oh, he got something to offer. So I see, I see what he means exactly because I went through something kind of similar. Like I wasn't really like popular or anything in high school, but when I got to college, that's when like I started getting a lot of attention, and I didn't know how to handle it. But I saw like this is kind of like a currency. Like you could really get people to do Mm. whatever for you because they want to be associated with you, or because they want you know they want to get a chance to get at you. And then you realize you got a little clout. So it is kind of I can see how men fall into the trap. Yeah. of being promiscuous because they don't really know how to balance it all.
0: You yeah. definitely have to know yourself and you have to learn yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the next characteristic is just being homophobic, straight up. So, because y'all know many men are programmed to react negatively to the concept of homosexuality because it's like deviating the traditional male stereotype. So what do y'all feel about men just being like, "Uh, oh, I don't fuck with these gay niggas and all this other shit and all that? Because I feel like it's quite corny because if you're not gay, that's cool, but you, you don't have to kind of like make someone else who is homosexual feel bad for that because you not. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of men are like hella suspect, like <laughs> being, how they act around gay men. Like, why are you so uncomfortable?
2: I agree. It's one of those things that, like, you like what you like. I'm not going to put you down because you like something I don't like. Um, but I also think, like, people really miss that whole – you really miss learning about either yourself or learning about somebody else off of just, oh, no, I can't fuck with you because you like something that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. – at, at this point, that's so shallow, and it says more about you than it does the other person. Um, that's, that's really where I'm at with it. Like, I, I, I'm not a fan of that, like, at all. Um, you can say that you don't like it, but you don't have to be like, oh, no, like, hey, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. that, you're doing a bit much. Like, just, yeah. just choose to continue walking, <laughs> continue scrolling, whatever it is that you're doing, but don't do all that extra.
1: Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah, so I did um, research on this topic while um, – Referring to College Hill, Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> in that season, uh, one of the characters, Drew, he was like so against this other guy because he was like, they been not make me room with him. And then they made him room with him. And he was just like, no, I don't want to sleep in the same room as him. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And it was just like, I, I think the, the thing with Homo, like, being homophobic is the assumption that somebody is going to be into you and that's just not the case like just because somebody is like gay doesn't mean that they are automatically just because a man is attracted to another other man does not mean that they will be attracted attracted to you just because you're a man the same thing with you know being a lesbian like that doesn't mean that that woman is walking around attracted to every woman like you have your type and that's that. And people just need to like get out of their heads thinking that somebody's gonna come and like, like snatch them and make them gay just because they're they're gay. Like that's unrealistic.
0: I agree. I just feel like it's. I feel like it makes me think you gay the fact that you so bothered by it, which is no problem. Not even gay, but bisexual. Because a lot of men are. I feel like that's also. Instance, I don't feel like a lot of men are able to be like bisexual because of toxic masculinity, and I feel like it's a lot of men that are bisexual.
2: I definitely think it's one of those things that is, is prescribed to you, like how mm-hmm. you should be, like the cookie cookie cutter box of what a uh, black man is. Um, mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree on that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's where we at. Okay, so the next one is being dominant. So men are supposed to be preoccupied with power and dominance to the point that it may cause harm to others, such as verbal, physical, or online bullying. And that kind of goes back to when we talked about, like, if you just think about, like, the high rates of domestic violence, or if you think about, like, the high rates of, like, how men are more likely to if they die by suicide, they're more likely to use more aggressive forces compared to women. So that just kind of goes to that point. So why do we feel like men have to be, like, dominant all the time like that?
2: I think we should be dominant. No, I I think you should also be vulnerable in the sense that you can't be dominant all the time. Like, a machine can't run 100% at all time. Like, there has to be a point where you kind of take the back seat, um, I uh, I mean, you look at different couples. Like sometimes the woman is this dominant person, um, and then y'all get that you know. I'm I don't I don't know if I want to say pushback, but y'all get this like oh the black woman is just so <laughs> aggressive, so dominant. So so I I think there's a sense of dominance that like both genders have to have, but mm-hmm. I think you have to have that flexibility. Like all right, cool, I'll let you take that that front seat. Yeah. Um. But it's those societal pressures, like, nah, you got to do it twenty four seven. It kind of yeah. goes hand in hand with being that being you have to be okay with not being okay. Yeah. Like you have to be okay with not being dominant all the time, mm-hmm. and it not being an attack at like how much of a man you are. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, agree. I think it also depends on like your interpretation of being dominant because some people yeah. think being dominant means that you're the loudest in the room or the most aggressive or like you command the most attention. When it's just like that saying like the loudest of the room is usually the brokest. Cause you know, you you don't have to, there are a lot of things that you can be dominant in without even outwardly expressing it. Like to so where things just people just have a respect for you because of who you are or what you've done versus you commanding respect or demanding respect from people um so i just think that a lot of men tend to misinterpret it and uh they try to take dominance versus just naturally having it
0: Mm, that's a point (laughs) that's a point right there friend i didn't think about that but that's true that's really true So, also going into being dominant, um, a lot of that, another trait that it leads to is sexual aggression towards women. Um, It kind of goes back to just being promiscuous as well. So, men are more likely to make, like, sexual comments and sexist jokes towards um, women, commit sexual harassment, and accept racist myths, and behave as if they're entitled to women's bodies. So... Just going off that, like the other day that I was, I'm in like this therapist group where they kind of consult with each other and one of the therapists was talking about how he has a male client and he's in a relationship with a woman and everything is perfect, like everything is good but he doesn't receive sex as much as he would like. Almost like he's entitled to it and he's willing to leave the relationship over that and it's just, I think that kind of ties in with that trait of toxic masculinity because it's just like i don't know like i just feel like some men put so much value on sex
3: and
0: so, <laughs> I some men That's a lot i want
2: to say um i'm not even going to say that it's the the value on sex and i feel like this is a conversation that actually is one y'all should probably talk about this like another time but it's not the value on sex it's the value on dopamine like mm. it's not even the value the value of the actual <laughs> act it's the the value in the chemical that i can only really get from this act and then i'm reminded of who mm. i am so I think that's more so what it is than anything. And so then there's sexual aggression towards that because at this point it's like, I need that dopamine and this is how I get it. So what's up and what you trying to do? And I feel like that's where a lot of people are in in, in an aggressive way. But then it's also on the other side of that because some of it is jokes, but we have to be careful in what we say as jokes, like because the jokes end up being repeated after a while and then it's like okay well this is this might not even be a joke no more this might really be how i think and i need to address that mm-hmm. but i'm with my boys and we don't address that so hey look at that bitch with the fat ass over there like yeah. <laughs> and that's what it becomes mm-hmm. but i don't really think the the main point being i don't really think it's the value on sex i think it's the value on dopamine that you can only get from sex or mm. they feel that they can only or yeah you
0: know. put a pin in there. we're going to have to talk about that
2: yeah
1: um, yeah. Yeah. I I can see that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I think it also a little bit goes into the dominance thing as well with being able to demand or command you know, sex and like ownership of a woman. Um, again, where a man doesn't really understand what it means to be dominant and is forcibly taking dominance versus like naturally receiving or allowing themselves to be the quote unquote dominant person. Um i just I just think that some men um, men that have that take that violent approach towards sex with women or you know aggressive approach just are lacking. And um, it could be a lack of dopamine. So you know, they wouldn't have sex, or it could be just a lack of their character and you know their success or their um popularity. Yeah. so you never you never really know what it is that a a person is going through but if somebody is you know obviously if someone is aggressive with you then when it comes to sex then obviously you know you probably shouldn't keep them around they probably have some things that they need to work out with and you you might have to take a break from them sexually but that guy that was like willing to leave his relationship because he wasn't giving sex I, i just feel like that's you can have some conversations around that Like maybe she's going through something. Maybe she's sad. Maybe she's depressed. Maybe she Mm -hmm. wants to feel like a woman. I I think that the common error with men is thinking that they're owed something when it's like, what have you done to make that person want to give it to you instead Mm -hmm. of just like them owing it to you? Like I naturally want to, if somebody's making me feel great, I want to make them feel great too. So like, it can't be like a one-way street.
2: I think it just goes back to the vulnerability. I agree in what you're saying of, you know, the the reciprocation of, you make me feel great, I make you feel great. But if that is, if there is a disconnect, I think that's where you're just vulnerable and saying, okay, this is what it is. Like, this is what's going to get me going, and this is what you haven't done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a, that is a, uh, I'm not going to say awkward conversation to have, but it's like one of those that you <laughs> don't really have when you're young, right? Like, you young, mm-hmm. you know what it is you want, you know how to get it popping. If you don't know how to get it popping, I'm going to go on to somebody that know how. Mm-hmm. But when you're with somebody and you're like, okay, this is what it is, like you have to learn how to have that conversation and you're never really going to be fully prepared in how to have it. You just got to, hey, this might not come off right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to say it, but I like X, Y, and Z.
0: Yeah.
2: And just go from there. If she's willing to meet you there, then like, Cool. And if she's with you, if she's really for you, she's going to meet you there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like this? Okay, cool. I got you.
0: Yeah. Point made.
2: Communication.
0: Okay. Everything. So, the next one is not being a feminist ally. Because I've sees, I've met so many men, they'll be like, are you a feminist? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, what? Like, they kind of judge me off being a feminist. And like, they think it's like this toxic type of thing. Which is interesting to me because it's just like we just want to be you know I think equal.
2: The way peop- I think the way sometimes as men we view feminists is the same way that white people view when people say like black lives matter or mm-hmm. like black power. Because I'm saying that I'm not putting you down I'm just saying hey fist up black lives matter. Y'all aren't saying mm-hmm. well some of y'all aren't. There's some extreme feminists who you know really talk down on the men but for the most part it's just Hey, like we are kind of fighting two struggles here one is being black and the other being a woman so this is what it is but what i don't get mm-hmm. and I, I will never be able to wrap my head around it is i don't get how you can't be an ally for someone who's speaking up for like their rights as a woman and your mother is black i will never understand that mm-hmm. like
0: me neither. This
2: person might be your peer. They might be the same age, but they're speaking a point that your mother resonates with. Mm-hmm. So why would you not get behind that? Like I don't get that. I don't get that. And like I said, I'm a mama's boy. So like when I I read that uh book by ah, I can't think of her name. Um man, We're all feminists or something like that. Um she was on Beyonce's. Oh yeah, because
0: yeah, you I was supposed to read that book with you that and book somebody club. stole it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, when <laughs> I, I read that I was
2: like, that. "Oh, as men, you could be a feminist too." Like you can actually be an ally or you can like self-label yourself as a feminist, but either like, way well, you're just if. you're just saying, "Hey, I see what they're saying and they have a point. Like women should be able to do XYZ mm-hmm. whatever we do."
0: I agree too. I don't th- I think men take it much more as like feminism is like man hating.
2: But that but there is some that There do is that. some. So there is some that do that. that we part. do have the knowledge,
0: but the percentage is small. Um, kinda like how white people be like, There are some good cops, yeah, but there's <laughs> a lot of bad ones too. So it's kinda like that. Um, and then it just kinda go well, we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, but the next um topic is the trade. Wait, I is,
1: uh, hold on. So, I'm sorry, when it comes man. to the, <laughs> the being part of not wanting to be a feminist, I also think that goes back to just this idea of dominance. Like, I feel like a lot of men, when they hear the word feminist, they automatically assume that it's women trying to come for their spot and it's women trying to take over and be the dominant person when it's really just women who just want to have a right to do anything that you can do. Like, you know, and I think that goes back to what we discussed last episode with the whole um, Jeannie and, and Jeezy, how she talked about wanting to submit. Like, yeah, she's a boss when it comes to her companies, but when she comes home, like she wants him to take over, she wants him to leave. And I think a lot of men just have this idea because they haven't done the research. They haven't taken the time to really learn about um, feminism, uh, they, they just think that it's women who just want to take their spot and I think that's why they're it come it becomes toxic masculinity when they don't want to acknowledge it because they just uh, they just assume like nope, I'm not giving women those rights like no we we're not putting women in positions of power when it's like mm-hmm. it's not really a threat to you more so where it's it can help you.
2: And this is maybe why I'm seeing the good in everybody, but I don't really feel like there's a man out there who does not want to give women like once they are aware, I don't feel like it's a man that doesn't want to give women their rights. Um, There are some bigots out there who, of course, and I'm not even talking about them because I can't even relate to you, but really looking at our culture, right? Because this whole idea of like black men not respecting black women and that conversation that goes on forever. I feel like once it is kind of broken down to the point where, like, this is what I'm saying, I'm not coming at you, this is just what I want. We can look at equal pay. I just want to be able to make what you make if me and you have the same degree. I think if there were more conversations just on that calm level, that we would be more receptive to hearing what it is to then say, you know what, I can advocate for that. Like, I got that. Mm Because if my mama did that, I would want her to make the same as X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, we all want to eat. Everybody eats. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just has to be in the way that the conversation is positioned because you're going against something that culturally has been fed to us for the longest as men. So then you have to be able to like, like somebody like Devin, if I didn't get it, I would want Devin, you've known me for almost 20 years. Come to me and explain to me what feminism is, and then if I don't get it, operate from this sense of, like, care. Like, I really want you to understand, because I don't want you to go out into the world with this misconception of what it is, and not representing black women.
0: And that's where I struggle, because I be wanting to tell niggas they dumb as fuck. Okay. After- <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Like, that's where I get... That's where I am. Like I just be like if you don't get it, y'all
1: like do your own research, stupid. <laughs> oh,
0: you so stupid! And I try not to be like that, but you saying that just makes me like, okay, let me be a little bit more patient with some of these niggas because it is deep in our society. You know what I mean? Um, it's very deep rooted. So, I mean, that's all we can do. So the next trait is risk taking. So connected to male dominance, toxic masculinity, encourages taking risks and demonstrate dominance. So men who buy into this are more likely to take extreme measures such as Y'all, can I say the word? Initiate <laughs> violence, drive dangerously, gamble and abuse drugs. So what do y'all think about that? Um I feel like women do it, too. I'm not even going to stunt because I, I feel like I was impulsive and I had to kind of work through that with therapy.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to say that that's just specific to us. Like, a, as humans, you're going to risk-take. You're going to get some type of adrenaline off risk-taking, mm-hmm. off this gamble. Um, So that's not just us. Um, And not to make this a thing where, like, or an excuse, like, oh, this is when men shut down. But if you come to a man talking about, yeah, risk-taking is a part of toxic masculinity. All right, honestly, I'm not trying to hear shit else you say because <laughs> risk-taking is something <laughs> everybody does. Like, mm-hmm. that's not just us. So anything else that you're saying, I'm not ri- – you came to this wrong saying that risk-taking was toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. So I think – I think. Yeah. Not to go back down that rabbit hole, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think it's just...
2: That's something across the board.
0: Yeah, I think it's something across the board, too.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: I I agree, like, you know, like, seeing that on, like, kind of a list of toxic behaviors. It it is kind of, like, off-putting, like, uh like, we all kind of do that to a certain extent, especially based on our age range and especially based off of, like, income, etc. But I do... I can see how it, it would be something where men feel like, you know, it's, is a part of, you know, what they can do just like, you know, just kind of like having like a YOLO approach to certain things, you know, when it comes to, I guess when I think of it, I think of men that are trying to be successful or that are successful, like how we see celebrities like a lot of celebrities that will go and like, you know, we read a story, they lose 50,000 at the casino or, you know, like they'll bet on, bet a million dollars on a fight or something like that. I just think that it just, just the idea that like, oh, you know, whatever I lose, I can gain back, like who cares?
2: It's the value on materialistic items that people put value on that like oh you're willing to lose this oh you really that guy oh you really can lose 50,000 and not yeah. you? you're really that guy oh you're really willing to like bet your car on like that you'll do okay oh you must have a lot it's just yeah false value or like
1: or like future how he has like what 6 7 different baby mamas like mm-hmm. I, he's obviously a risk taker because he's, he's obviously having life, sex with these yes, women unprotected, I mean, yeah, but I, like, I, I feel like that's but he's also like strange. held to this high regard mm-hmm. when it comes to not all people, but certain people look at him like the pinnacle right. of like toxic masculinity because of how he treats women yeah. and how he's like such a risk taker when it comes to women, like, you know you know, we saw where him and Sierra like, that was probably the most, like, quote-unquote, vulnerable we've seen him. But since then, he's just, just downhill from there. No, that and he's the face he of toxic, toxic to masculinity. Yeah, no, no, no. He
2: t- he's going through it in his music. But I'm not even going to say that's toxic masculinity. I'm just going to say that's toxic. My guy is toxic. And that's... Toxic king. That's that. Like, we, I mean, we laugh at it <laughs> But my guy really is toxic, mm-hmm. and uh, and his music and, and he does he really all these drugs to it. Yeah, he's really going through it. Well, he really said he really, really
0: don't be doing them drugs. Mm. He probably do. So next, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Hey, I need, I need so the next one basically just talks about like not men not engaging in household chores and caregiving. So these chores are typically looked at as feminine qualities. So they think, a lot of men think that women are supposed to do these type of tasks. And honestly, personally, I will say, with some of my clients, <laughs> a lot of my clients that are mothers, they do complain about this. Every single one of them has complained about this. So what y'all think?
2: I think that's something that you learned as a kid. You, <laughs> you gonna do something around this house? You have to do X, Y. and specifically if you're coming from a single mother household.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mm-hmm. think it depends if yeah. you come from a single yeah. mother household. If you coming from
2: a single mother, single yeah, single mother household, then you're you're already realizing like you got to do your part. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really. That's my perspective, so I can't. So <laughs> really you don't think it's a toxic side.
0: masculinity thing? I, you think it's just something that you should be raised with?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't, th- I don't, I don't really. I wouldn't credit that to toxic masculinity. Now, if you're saying the whole thing about like, oh no, nah, um, men don't wash dishes, men take out trash, men don't vacuum, uh, I'll change your oil or something like that, like that. Okay, now you're putting like those are gender roles, and you really need to define those, redefine those. Because mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think that's toxic, personally.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's toxic, but I do think a lot of men don't carry their weight in when it comes to household chores and stuff like that.
2: So that they just got to communicate yeah. before y'all even move in. Because I'm
0: going to be like, look, you need to wash these dishes, okay? <laughs> I'm tired of washing these dishes.
2: Or like laundry.
0: Go change the baby pamper. Start the bath water.
2: Yeah. yeah. Y'all, <laughs> okay. need, y'all need to have that
1: conversation. I agree. I feel like it is something that they need to be... I feel like everybody needs to be taught that in childhood, like how to do chores and stuff, because ultimately, like, it's especially with our generation, we're not getting married at 18. Like, people aren't really out here living their best lives. And so as soon as you go off to college, you are more likely living with yourself or a roommate and you need to know how to care for yourself you need to know how to iron your own clothes wash your own clothes, cook mm-hmm. I think that the idea that men have where they're looking for a woman that can cook, like we want a man that can cook too like why can't you not cook like what do you do, do you just eat out every day can you afford to actually eat out every oh, day
3: that's like
1: that's a point you have can to be able to pull pretty? your weight just as much as Fine. you want a woman to pull their weight
0: yeah I agree but I do agree with um, Daryl when he said he doesn't think it's just like a toxic masculinity thing. So another point, um, So backstory: few years on Twitter, um, I came across this page, which is the Association of Faithful Black Men. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But basically, Charlemagne the guy like supports it and all that. Um, and they were talking about toxic femininity. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> and I w- I told them, I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> and they were like, it is. <laughs> if toxic masculinity is a thing, it's a thing. And I had all these niggas, like, troll me and attack me. And I was just still just like, y'all niggas don't scare me. It's not a thing. So I'm just wondering, do y'all think toxic femininity is a thing? I need to find a tweet. The exact. I'm not gonna exact say tweet. it's
2: a thing. I'm going to say there is a thing as extreme feminists, um, extreme feminism mm-hmm. um, that does exist. I'm not even going front. There, are, there are two sides of it. There's the feminism where it's just like these are the the rights that I'm wanting. This is the equality that I'm wanting. But then it's the other part. These are the rights I'm one. Niggas ain't shit. Men, I hate them. I walk by them. I get angry. Like, okay, that's extreme. And you got to do some soul searching within yourself as to why you're even giving men that much power over your mood. um So, yeah, I'm not going to say toxic feminism is a thing, but it's a couple of y'all. That's extremely. I agree there. So, basically, I, well, the
0: tweet that I found that I report, this was in 2018. I still remember this. So this girl was saying she dated drug dealers, men with jobs, niggas in college, and all y'all the same. Fucking stupid. She,
2: yeah, so searching. See me. Okay, it. and then the person, the
0: Faithful Black Men Association, retweeted and said, "Queen, your toxic femininity is showing." <laughs> they so petty. They said, "Queen," and then they said, "Maybe you date the same guy in a different body. Don't be shallow and look." What's important in a man, and I guarantee you can find a king. Hashtag fed up, and I said y'all reaching, and I was like toxic femininity, and then that's when they attacked me. So although I do agree with the context that what he's saying that she probably is dating the same guy in the same in a different body, toxic femininity is not a thing. I don't think it is I don't is. know, friends. I disagree. You
3: disagree.
0: I think
1: I I think just how we just hmm. how we just went through like 10 traits that men can have, I feel like we can come up with 10 that women can have. Um starting with like Daryl mentioned, you know, like the women that constantly talk down about men. Like no matter like they just have this negative attitude towards attitude towards men and relationships. I think also um women that uh give like more chances to men than to their friendships like I feel like it it, uh, with ours it doesn't necessarily all relate to men Mm -hmm. I think that some of it is within ourselves but I think that we could come up with a list of maybe not just 10 might be a struggle but I can at least think of five things where women we do like have these ideas that hurt ourselves or like even how women try to be dominant like you know how we talked about before, where men, uh, you know, have this like idea of being dominant. I think there are women out here that try to prove themselves to men, or like try to prove themselves. Or,
0: but that's um, a result of toxic masculinity. You get what I'm saying? So I'm looking up toxic femininity online, and they're just saying that basically it's like when a woman won't let her see, eat any, won't let herself anything. Eat won't let herself eat anything other but a salad while on a date and like just presenting herself as a woman because of society's standards but at the same Mm -hmm. time that is a result of toxic masculinity of men of social constructs I don't
2: think you can do that though I, do I, I feel it like is. it's a
0: result. I, I mean, think... it may be a. Well, thing, if, if, we, but I if still we say that it's a result, that
1: it's a femi- toxic femininity is a the result, then they can say that uh, toxic masculinity is a result of society pressures.
2: Right, but so it's not if,
0: a result of toxic femininity.
2: But that that's just like a, a conversation of who came first, the chicken or the egg? Like that mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. Regardless, it is a choice. If you're choosing to sit across the table and order a salad because it's going to make you come off as look a certain way i'm I'm not i'm Mm -hmm. here for conversation i'm not here to eat you're choosing to do that in the same way that a male is choosing to feel how he wants to feel about chores feel how he wants to feel about sexual aggression like that is a choice as well but you can't i don't think it's fair to say like well toxic feminism is a result of toxic masculinity no they're both choices
0: there are choices, but yes. I still think it's a result of toxic masculinity. <laughs>
1: yeah, so no, to so I'm looking online. <laughs> One of them is it like mean, refusing to date men under six feet. I don't like think why. I like like we have this society it. image of what a relationship looks mm-hmm. like and what well, that maybe aesthetically it's more looks so like. like, and maybe that didn't come from from men. That just came from society.
0: Okay, so maybe it's more so not toxic masculinity and not toxic femininity. Maybe it's more so a society expectations that they have on what a man and a woman should be.
1: Oops, yeah, but it's toxic when you try to to take the society and apply it to your life instead of just being an individual. Just like with men, it's toxic when they try to apply mm-hmm. these societal norms or ideals to their life instead of I just allowing themselves to be an individual.
3: I can see that.
0: I can see what both of y'all are saying.
2: I just think when we when we start saying it's a result, and when you start blaming it on somebody else. Like, oh no, that, I, I just don't like
0: the fact that toxic femininity was created out of from the group of men's rights. And men's rights was specifically created against feminism. So that's why I really don't fuck with the word like that, because men's rights was just created not because men need the same rights as women, but just because women out here asking for the same rights for men. You know what I mean? So I really don't fuck with the term like that because I I still believe some of the traits that we are expected to have as women are created from masculinity because we live all over the world. We live in a male-dominated society, a male-dominated world. Like You know what I mean? So these expectations women have on us is not because... These are the expectations women thought of that we should have. It's But they're very
2: much a couple that women place on yeah, women. Yeah, they're a couple that but are for the most toxic, part. That are, men. No, 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 no. Most they part are, is no, men. my God. That's not, you cannot <laughs> say that because there are so many. There are so many things that I can think of that women would be like. Oh no, you shouldn't carry yourself like that. Like, oh no, that's not a lady. Or you shouldn't do this. Like, oh, when but you where do we originally
0: a, get that from?
2: And what the idea of what you think a man likes? You might be saying you want a salad. But men the say table. they like it though. Some you cannot. But they may have lie. been
1: so. Let's say, for example, let's say a woman crossing her legs, like there was probably a man that was, I'm sure there were men attracted to women whether they cross their legs, or didn't cross their legs. But some woman decided women should sit with their legs, crossed and sit up like this and sit up like that. And then a, a man thought it. and was like, Ooh, I like when women do that. They, that doesn't mean <laughs> see, that but, it wasn't something that a man it, came no, up with.
2: Devin, you're being very extreme with this <laughs> idea because yes, there are, there are the schools that came from, uh, this fucking European idea of like, okay, you sit with your legs crossed, you you know fold them to the side like that, like, and that's what they are taught as women. As mm-hmm. this is when you reach this point as a woman, this is how you carry yourself. A man might have come up with like which foot goes on the outside and like on the way in on the table placement, but he didn't come up with, oh yeah, you need to have stockings on, uh, you need to do this, you need to sit with your legs crossed, you need to your right I strap mean, yeah, to that hat. probably
0: did come from society. So, because of but, what uh, oh my god because
1: of <laughs> so what I, say I just because think that Devin what? doesn't like how it sound but that's but we have to understand that although i don't like how it sounds either because it's essentially a, a, an attacking type of term so but we have to understand that men have to deal with with that as well so toxic femininity is not as popular or is like talked about as often as toxic masculinity and men have had to deal with it, so we got to kind of deal with the time too, whether we like it or not. We have to acknowledge that it exists and acknowledge that yeah, all, not all of I it is that. based off of just men, just like not all hey, of Devin theirs is based stressed. off of just. Women. I,
2: get I want, I want they, the y'all. listeners to know that I'm Devin aggravated because I'm such stressed. a feminist.
0: I'm such a feminist because hey. in reality is the white man,
3: the <laughs> Come white on, woman. Davis. <laughs>
0: The black man. Let's let's skip all the other ethnicities, but the the other ethnicities and women and sexes is, is in between that part. But then it's the black man, then the black woman. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of the things that women, the expectations that women have, has been influenced by men. And I'm not even saying just <laughs> black men. I'm saying like the white man. The white man started this shit.
1: And to be honest, black women are surpassing. <laughs> too are beginning to surpass men. Uh, black women are beginning to surpass black men in society standards. So black men, black men really need to jump on top of the um, femininity train and uh, like uh, or being a feminist and like really try to you know because I, I feel like you know black women we. have proven ourselves to be successful to be like the the most agreed the most um the most entrepreneurs and it's really black men really have to get it together like that's why that's the importance of removing the toxic masculinity because it holds you back from a lot of other things that that could benefit you in society yeah
0: but I respect your viewpoint, Daryl. I definitely understand where you coming from. I understand where both of you are coming from because um, Desiree was kind of agreeing with you. But I'm I don't need no co-signer. Period. Okay. You know. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know that's
2: on the extreme part. That's when that's when it will be perceived as like, oh well, we honestly we couldn't have a conversation because no, we saying, having a conversation. No, no, not me. Because oh, okay. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, But <laughs> I'm saying Someone who is new to the idea And trying to learn about it would mm-hmm. be like Okay well I can't have this conversation There because that's kind of Extreme I'm not even thinking that far I'm thinking yeah. like extreme basic. And that goes
0: back to when I was saying I think niggas are dumb When they don't understand yeah, it and So maybe I, I do need okay. to be a little <laughs> bit flexible. Okay so maybe I do need to be a little bit more flexible With my thinking in that area If I get you what you're want saying. someone
2: to embrace that idea That's what you have to do Because we're not thinking for the most part, are not thinking that way. Mm-hmm. So you have to start with this small idea and then go out into thinking that. But there has to be some steps there. If not, it's gonna be like, all right, that's extreme. I don't like think you that. skipping I'm good. like
0: three, five steps. I'm okay, good. I get it. Yeah. Thank, thank you, friend. Okay, so, so we then we, we agree. That's when they go and
2: tell their friends, yeah. oh no, that feminist <laughs> shit. They do the most. Like, okay, hey, I was talking to Devin and she.
0: I'd be like, shut the fuck up!
2: So then it just perpetuates. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Okay,
0: so I try not to be extreme feminist, but like I'm really passionate about not just feminism because feminism was just created by the white woman, but. More so about intersectional feminism that intersects all races and cultures and all that. So I'm really passionate about that. So I'm sure y'all heard that throughout this episode. And I'm glad I'm, Daryl was a perfect person to bring it on because we stay having debates about this. Like I had to get out my little jacket, y'all. I was getting hot. Hey, she was stressed. I, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I wanted oh. y'all to see.
2: That's why I had to say like she legit was stressed. But I, I I do think you know it was a good conversation. I think the fact that you're bringing up intersectionality is a good thing because. It's more than just that one topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you talk about women, you have to talk about black women. You have to talk about black women with families. When you talk about men, everything is on a spectrum. And so you have to consider that. And if you don't, when you don't, you are missing out on an opportunity to really learn something because at some point, something's going to hit close in your neighborhood. It's going to be in your direct circle. It's going to be in your family. Hell, it might be in your fucking spouse if you give them the opportunity to be vulnerable. Like, you just never know.
0: Yeah. And speaking of that, um, they said in this, we're gonna have to attach this article at the in, in our details. But in this article that we basically like based the episode off of, they said how we can end toxic masculinity is just basically having positive male role models that basically combat. Those expectations of what a man should be, and Daryl is a great role model. I will say that, even though we really agree <laughs> on some things, that's still my friend. And,
2: and we, you know, and this ain't the last conversation because I know we're gonna talk about <laughs> we be talk, we be having some real talks offline. I,
0: people be getting annoyed with us. We be yeah. like in the middle of the club. So, yeah. what do you think about? <laughs> yeah,
2: because we we gonna talk. Yeah. But I do think that's something you 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 have to kind of there there aren't there may not be many. Um, on the idea of what, you know, eradicates toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just you come up with the idea of what it is to be a man. Like, it, you have to individualize that because it's not going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. It might be different from what you saw your dad as, what uh, your uncle as. Like, grandpa, like, it's, it's just going to be different. We're in different times. It calls for different things. Um, and so I that's think That's some real shit. That's
0: a good wrap up. So I guess we can get into asking for a friend. Okay, so for Asking of a Friend, we're gonna get into like this clip from this other podcast to basically discuss is it boundaries or an ultimatum? Which is an interesting conversation for me. So this clip came from what's the name of the podcast? I forgot that quick.
1: Dead ass podcast. With like de- who? like dead ass, like New York, like dead ass.
0: Okay, so dead ass podcast with what's the name of the people, Devon? Devon.
1: With, with Kadim and, and Deval.
0: With Kaleen and Deval. So, I'm going to play this clip real quick. To
2: get married. In 2007, we were living together, right? You said you no longer wanted to live up with me and shack up with me because mm-hmm. you wanted to be my wife, not my girlfriend. Right, because I wanted to know where that the relationship like was going. That don't sound like pressure to you?
0: It sounds like me voicing where I see my life going. It, it sounds like me saying, this is what I would like. You can decide to meet me there. If not, we can reevaluate what exactly we're doing.
2: Okay. Additionally... When I call it
0: pressure, per se... Not necessarily
3: pressure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pressure me
2: to get married.
0: Okay, so that's what we're about to talk about. So does it sound like she pressured him, gave him an ultimatum, or did did she simply just voice her wants and boundaries? She pressured him. I feel like it's she stated her wants and boundaries. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need to see what Daryl got to say about this. Speak
0: he up, said, she brother. Just said, she, he just said um, she pressured him.
1: You, you got to explain yourself. Yeah. How's that pressure?
2: Because you are stating that you want to be married in a relationship. If I want to be with you, if I am with you, and you're telling me I want to be married, then, damn, that's now on my right. Ra- not It was before, but now it's really on my radar because you aren't just saying that just to say like, oh, yeah, I want to be married. You're saying it because... That's what you want. And if that's not gonna happen, like what's up? We need to talk about it. Granted, I my plan was to marry you, but now you're putting it like I wanna be married, I wanna say they say in the in the year. Whatever there was like a stipulation on the being married. Um I, I that's pressure. And mm, that's... I
0: can see how it can be pressure,
3: but the
1: thing I is... think if there's a timeline, then it's pressure, but if there's no timeline... Well, okay, so how do you approach a conversation like that? So yeah, with you, Daryl, with you being a guy, how, what's the proper way to approach that conversation and it not be pressure?
2: That's just, what is your idea on marriage? What do you think of marriage? And when do you know you're ready to marry somebody? And then in that conversation, that uh, should unfold a lot on the idea of where we are with marriage. Uh, But when you say like, well, where are you at with marriage uh, for this next year? Oh, okay, (laughs) well, um, I wasn't really thinking this next year, but uh, if that's that's what it takes to to keep you, and I, I want it to be with you, but if that's what it takes, then I'll make sure I'm ready within this next year. But that is pressure for me to get ready in this timeline that you put on me. Because women don't just say, I want "I want to be married or, hey, I want this red dress.
0: It's like you either going to do it or you're not.
2: Yeah. So if I want you, then I need to get that red dress or I need to get married in that time that you said that. And when he said that, I don't think it was – he wasn't like chastising her for putting on that pressure. He was just acknowledging what that was – with her putting those stipulations yeah, I there think he was that either. it was pressure mm-hmm. that's what it is
1: but i mean okay so <laughs> now desert let's desert. even back up a way. <laughs> i mean we're talking about out, marriage uh, right man. now but i i think that in general like what is a woman supposed to do because even like in our generation when it comes to like that going from the talking phase to a relationship like you have to have a similar conversation about like, you know, what you guys want. So if we're not, if we're not supposed to put pressure on somebody about giving them a timeline, like, are we then supposed to just wait around because we know that he knows that we want to be married one day? I mean, one day for a guy could be in a year or in 10 years.
2: No. And that's where you come with that conversation is what is your idea on marriage? And when do you see yourself ready? If you are talking mm. to him and then from that you gather, oh, so this is something you're looking at, like, from a 10 year, uh, uh, point, then it's like, okay, well, yeah, we're probably not going to work because, like, by 10 years, I should be X, Y, and Z. But if you get from that and then you say, oh, okay, so just pretty much looking at, like, your timeline on life, it's about, like, this maybe four or 5 years span, and he confirms that, then it's like, oh, okay, well, that's what we're looking at. Either you're with that or you're not. But it's no pressure on you to do anything for me to stick to that four or five years. I'm just telling you when I would be ready to get on a knee and make a lifelong commitment. Mm.
0: So present it more as this is what you want rather than the ultimatum. It is a
2: conversation because mm. a relationship is give and take. So while she might have been ready for the marriage after a year, that would have been something more so like, well, this is what I want Um Because in that same... Well, they were living
1: together for a year, so it's assumed that they were, like, dating for some time before that.
2: Right. But in that same thing, she was talking about, like, having kids, right? Like, having them sooner than later. Mm -hmm. So then that's a conversation on, okay, like, with the kid situation, like, I'd like to get that going, but I want to be married when I get that going. So, like, Mm -hmm. what do we want to do? I I believe I have three kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm So...
2: Well, so if we start at this age, I can really only give you two because I want to be done by having kids at this age. So it's just a, a conversation. And I feel like Rather than a this team. is what it is. Yeah. Right? And granted, so I, ultimately like you're saying way. get the get the timeline from the guy. Yeah, And I'm not even saying not get, even the, get timeline,
0: the timeline. Talk
3: the about but just like, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm
2: ask what is your idea on marriage? What is your idea on having kids? When would you like to have kids? How do I fit in that timeline that you have for yourself? Are you flexible on that timeline that you have with yourself? Those Mm -hmm. are all conversations when you're trying to meet somebody to be with them for a lifetime. Yeah. So with that not being the conversation or at least the side that we saw, because maybe they had it later, but with what they presented to us, that is pressure.
0: So it's, how, it's not what you say, it's how you say it.
2: Yes. So it's really just, I get what you
1: mean by it being a conversation, because it's really just asking questions. So it's just like how you ask a guy, like, "Where do you see yourself in five years? Or, you know, what do you see yourself career-wise doing? You know, they usually have a timeline for that, so we just kind of have to also assume and go with the idea that they pretty much have a timeline for their relationship status
2: as well. Because a nigga is going to have a timeline for pretty much everything because time is everything, especially at our age. So if you're talking to a dude and he says like, and you ask him like, oh, in five years, what do you want to be? And he's like, oh shit, honestly, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. Uh, shit. I might go back. Uh, Yeah. I don't even like that question. Oh, well you should know everything (laughs) from that answer. They're like, you, there's really no structure, there's no ambition, there's no nothing. I need to move around. But if he brought some structure and was like, oh, well, in five years, well, right now, I'm this. And in five years, I plan on, I at least want to be making this. I plan on moving back to wherever. Uh, I'd like to, you know, at least be thinking about merit. Okay, so you have a plan, and you're able to communicate that plan, even with you being unsure. What's up? What do you think about this? Mm.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't have nothing to say today. You broke it down, friend. What'd you say?
2: Better, I think
1: by that time, we naturally are just like
0: you broke up. You said naturally, like what? <sighs>
1: just naturally at a point where we are ready for something like usually by the time we get to the point of giving like the ultimatum we've kind of just been going with the flow and just assuming that we could work with your timeline Mm -hmm. instead of like asking what it really is
2: Yeah. so then that goes back to the conversation earlier where this is the point where you're like at a breaking point but you don't know how to communicate past that point Mm -hmm. there are going to be plenty of other points where you're in this point and well this is what i want to do and this is what i've been wanting to do so what's up That's going to come a couple of times in a lifetime. So if you don't know how to communicate past that, then that just means you're constantly going to be giving ultimatums, which is then going to come to a point, like they said in the podcast, where now we're looking at we've built this situation. And it's really something that should have been talked about in the very beginning with the ultimatum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fran made a point. I can't now argue got with you on that hot. one. <laughs> I can't argue with you on that one. You really broke it down in a way that I didn't think of. So I agree. I agree, friend. So yeah, anything else for you, Desiree, as far as asking for a friend?
1: No, nah, he made some valid points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Desiree
2: yeah, had he to scratch did.
1: her head. He <laughs> I, yeah, I had to scratch my head. Like, okay. I mean, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's get into meditation minute. Desiree will be leading this one. And we'll see y'all next week. Daryl, do you have anything that you want to promote real quick or
2: um me.
1: I'll come on to it on Instagram. Yeah. Stout out your Instagram. Uh
2: at underscore DWO six. Um and I, you know, got some stuff coming. I ain't gonna release it right now, but I got some stuff coming. We cooking yeah. and I'm about to be giving some some raw conversation here pretty soon. Period. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, um, and if you're looking for advice or anything, please email us at advice at selfcaregang.com and follow us on Instagram, selfcare.gang, and on Twitter, selfcaregangpod, and subscribe, like, show us some love, share with your friends, and also shout out to Virginia. For some reason, we had like a spike in listeners there, so shout out to y'all. So, yeah, other than that, y'all have a great day. Enjoy this meditation minute and we'll see y'all next week.
1: All right, guys. So for today's meditation minute, I'm actually going to share a self-care tip. And, um, this tip is in regards to kind of the changes that most of us have had in regards to COVID-19. A lot of us are working from home, which, um, I don't know, I'm not one of those people that have ever liked working from home. I guess before COVID-19, I've worked from home before and I understand how taxing it can be. And it's hard to really like turn yourself off if you're like a workaholic. Or if you're just like an overachiever who likes to... You know get stuff done and you know like oh you know i might as well work an extra five minutes like i already knew how stressful it can be to work from home so with covid a lot of people who have never worked from home before are being forced to work from home and um to be honest it's kind of our new normal now you know as the scientists predicted we're in our second wave of the coronavirus here now that we're in october and to be honest a lot of people who are working from home will still be working from home well into next year. So one tip that I learned while working from home is the space that you have is very important. So what I mean by that is a lot of people, you know, don't have a second office where they can um, set up their computer and, you know, dual monitors, etc. So if you are one of those people like me, you may have set everything up in your bedroom. Well, I recommend if you can help it to not have your work set up in your bedroom I know you're probably thinking like girl I don't have that much space anywhere else I don't really know like what do you mean like why is it a big deal well let me tell you from experience um, and just in general knowledge wherever you do something becomes the area for that space so let's say like your bedroom you sleep there so that's a sleeping area your living room you wa- you may watch TV That's your TV area. your kitchen, you cook. That's your cooking area. So if you then put your home office into your bedroom, it's now a place where instead of you thinking of sleeping and relaxing, it's a place where you would work. So it can be even harder in that time to turn off when it comes time for bedtime. So you end up working later hours because you're just like, oh, I might as well. Or you may end up when it's time to go to bed, finding it hard to go to sleep because that work is in your bedroom. So if you can help it, um, go ahead and switch that out. Um, If you follow me on Instagram at Cakes, you would see that on my story, I posted how I switched out my work um, computers I had dual monitors and a laptop. And I just put my personal uh, laptop and computer back into my bedroom. So it's just, you know, something I do leisurely for my hobbies when I'm usually on my computer. And then for my work setup, I'm actually going to move it to an area of the home, my apartment that I don't use, which is like my dining room area. I don't really entertain much there and also... um, with it being COVID, nobody's coming over my house anyway. So I'm going to buy a second desk just to set up my uh, work uh, computer and everything, which may sound like a lot, but to be honest, it makes a huge difference. Like now when I go into my room, because I have a job that is very stressful, when I go into my room, I'm not thinking about work like I was before. I'm not waking up and seeing my computer and thinking about work immediately when I wake up, um, you know, it's hard to, it was just becoming hard to like pray or like meditate or like focus when I was in my bedroom with work kind of staring at me. So yeah, that's my self-care tip. If you listen to this and, um, you know, gain anything from this tip, let me know and share with your friends as well. I think it's something that we tend to overlook because we're just looking for a space to work, but you can actually benefit from separating your relaxed area and your work area. So that's all I have for you. And y'all be sure to like us, subscribe and share us with your friends and namaste gang.